Welcome to the Potion Podcast, your raw look at the hospitality industry, brought to you by SHC. What is happening, Potion? Welcome to another episode of the Potion Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Sean Saul. Um, Christmas was last week. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas from my house to yours. Uh, New Year's Eve is like fucking a couple of days away. Uh, so I thought, well, let's talk about new bartenders. Let's do the top five things. I've been doing a lot of top five things for businesses and stuff like that. I thought I'd do a bartender one. Just for the young bartenders, I've got a lot of people who listen to my podcast at like 18 to 24. Um, and I want to gear some of my content for them sometimes. I've been sort of using my analytics a little bit more and, and checking out where my audience is. So... Let's kick it off. Five things every bartender should do when they start out. This is pretty important. A lot of people start out. I started out in 1998. Early 1998, I started out in my career. So 22 years ago, um, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have a lot of books out. Like We're not talking about Gary Reagan's books and and Dale DeGroff's books and stuff like that. They still hadn't come out yet. Like The cocktail scene in the world hadn't really kicked off again. Um, and I really got into it. I really fell in love with bartending. Fell in love with the hospitality industry. That's why I'm still in it. Um, but there's some things that a lot of bartenders miss out on this day and age because of the internet, because of social media. There's, there's certain things that speed up um, goals and what people expect from the industry. And it's a lot of go, 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 take. And take, 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 and want, 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 instead of just like pacing yourself. And I've talked about pacing, patience, all that sort of stuff. But we're going to talk about the five things. Um, number one, be humble. Uh, this is one, and I'm sure that if you're a friend of mine or an avid watcher or listener or even an associate uh, in my sphere of cocktail culture, I'm sure you all think that me saying be humble is laughable. But um, I am extremely humble. I'm very grateful for what I've got. Um, I've worked very hard for what I've got. Um, but I do have a certain level of humility. My confidence, on the other hand, is a whole different ball game. It's a different episode, but be humble. My dad used to say, regardless of what you do, be the best at it. Like, always try to be the best. But my mum always used to say, regardless of how good you get, uh, there'll be always be someone out there better, better than you, um, which is very confusing and very conflicting messages from your parentals. Um, so, but being humble, uh, especially when you're starting the game, doesn't matter if you've done a bar course, doesn't matter if you've read all the books, doesn't matter if you've seen all the YouTube videos, take a breath, take a step back, see how the house does things, see how the person uh, that's training you does things, see how the bartenders around you do things, because you could find end up with some really great mentors. If you just take a breath, understand, you realize you don't know everything. I still walk into rooms and take a breath and realize I don't know everything, but do that. Number two, learn as much as you can, as quickly as you can, books, YouTube videos, mentors, all that sort of stuff, but also create your own style. Um, this is one thing young bartenders these days sort of fall into the trap of saying like, oh, well, David Wondrous says, or Dale DeGroff says, or Gary Reagan says, and if we all read the new Dale DeGroff book and read some of the articles around it, Camper English wrote a fantastic article about how a lot of the recipes in Dale's books changed because the methodologies of making certain things, syrups and that sort of stuff, has changed from when Dale wrote the book the first time. He's learned, he's evolved, he's become a better bartender and he's changed his recipes. So, he's created his own style, even though he defines the style that a lot of us follow. So the thing is, I take a bit from this, a bit from this, a bit from this, a bit from this, and put it together and that's me. So that's my style going forward. That's the sort of style I like to do. But even with a veteran bartender of 22 years, I still try to have this open door mentality in my head that if someone came to me and said, I think we should do this, or we should do try this, or we should try it this way, and I try it and I love it, then this 
becomes another chunk that goes into my style. And so um, I recently started doing TikToks, which is very, very, I don't know, but recently I started doing TikToks. It's kind of crazy how many bartenders right there are like, this is wrong, this is the recipe that you should do. And I'm like, well, no. And that leads me to number three. There is no right way to make a cocktail, but there's plenty of wrong ways. This really leans into the mentality of that Dal DeGroff has changed recipes since his first book, that Gary Reagan changed the way he did things when he wrote his, his books in the modern age. So this is all little things that you really need to take mind of. You're a young bartender. Like there is no right way to cocktails. There's just plenty of wrong ways. The house's way, whichever house you work in, like whichever bar you work in, their style is the right way. Now, if you've got a bar manager who is like me and you go, hey, listen, our old fashions aren't really great. I think we should take our old fashions this way and you make one for him, you test it out with your staff, you try it out and they all love it, then that's the new house style. But keep in mind, house style is house style. That's the thing. Number four, travel. It's one thing I didn't do as a kid. I didn't travel enough. I didn't start really traveling till my early 30s, mid 30s, when I started traveling to events and things and started really traveling and experiencing the world. Um, being in Australia, you can't really travel very much uh, outside of Australia. Um, I did Sydney and Melbourne, that's the thing, but that was a huge education for me, just going to Sydney and Melbourne, but it's been a bigger education going to London and Paris and uh, Amsterdam and New York and San Francisco, places like that. So. If you live in North America, which a lot of my market does, or Canada, travel. Travel and experience if you're in Toronto, take a flight to Halifax. Well, not now. I know that COVID's gonna kibosh all that bullshit, but like, don't do that. But when you can, start traveling. Like, Calgary is an amazing scene. Vancouver people should be going here in Calgary more. Calgary people should be here in Vancouver more. I know it's expensive to fly in uh, Canada, but that's the way it is. Um, but travel is a huge way to meet, meet new people, find new mentors, see new styles, get your mind blown, um, sitting at bars by yourself. I love going out by myself. I sit down, have a drink, have an appy, one drink, one appy, I can hit eight bars in a night. Um, start mid-afternoon and make your way. I uh, do a little bit of a sort of Anthony Bourdain style layover where I know that I've only got like 12 hours in the city. I gotta maximize absolutely everything I can do. So travel, travel, travel as much as you can. And number five, I talk about this a lot. <laughs> Just be happy. Just it, it, be happy in your venue. Um, be happy in the style of venue you're in. Be happy with the style that you have. If you're working in a fine dining restaurant, it's not your style, go work in a dive bar. Like if it's money, that's a little bit different, but being happy and not being overly loyal to every single venue you're in is a big one too. Um, you don't need to be loyal in every single venue. Like you can, you can, especially when you're young, don't sit there and go, fuck, I hate my job. And, and just let yourself drag on, like change it up, go find something new, go find something new. And again, I know during COVID, this is really difficult to do because there's so many places out of work, but I'm just giving you a macro thing. Like I'm not getting to the microcosm of the, the culture right now. Um, chop and change, suck everything you can from one venue. And as soon as that venue bores you, move on. Um, if it bores you within three weeks, you've made the wrong choice and that's on you. It's not on the venue, that's on you. So change up your jobs, find the one that makes you happy, find the style of venue that you like. Do you like high volume cocktail bars, which I love high volume cocktail bars. I want to be getting pounded with cocktails all night long. Um, but find what makes you happy. And if, if this industry doesn't make you happy anymore, think about a change. Honestly, just because hospitality gives you a lot of free time and and uh, liquid money and stuff like that, like find something that makes you happy. 
Like that's the only, that's the last thing if I want to do. If you don't want to be a bartender anymore, don't be a fucking bartender anymore. You want to be a small go be a small So on that note, push your podcast, push Christmas, pre-New Year's Eve, setting you up for 2021, hopefully. Um, thanks as always for the support for 2020, guys. This is technically my last episode for this year. Um, I've had a blast. Uh, this is my 218th episode, I think. 19th episode um since starting post shift podcast i've had a huge year uh, i'm gonna make it bigger and bigger in 2021 i got lots of fun things coming so thanks as always for the support guys have a good day enjoy your new year's eve and happy new year bye Thanks a lot, Push. If you hope you enjoyed that episode, uh, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast anywhere you listen or watch. Uh, review, give me a star, share away, share it with your family, share it with your friends. Hope you're enjoying your week, guys. See you soon. Bye.